0: Welcome to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Steven Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad you've joined us. We're going to spend the hour today talking about some pretty big news yesterday in the banking world. Michigan-based Chemical Bank announced it will merge with TCF, another large bank that's based in Minneapolis. The new company will be called TCF. It will eventually be headquartered right in downtown Detroit, where they are building a skyscraper for the new bank. And it will employ more than 10,000 people. Now, banks merge all the time, of course. But what does that mean for consumers? Joining us now to talk more about this merger and what it will mean for Detroiters is Tom Schaefer. He is the president and CEO of Chemical Bank. Tom, welcome to Detroit Today.
1: Good morning, Stephen. How are you today?
0: Yes, uh, I'm very good. I'm hoping that you, you're good, too. Uh, talk about what this merger means for Detroit and for our region.
1: Sure. So uh, thanks for having me on. And, and um, uh, we're very excited about this announcement. Uh, we've been making great progress. Uh, Chemical banks has been making great progress over the last couple of years introducing ourselves to this marketplace uh, in, a, in a way that we hadn't been in the past and the announcement of the merger with TCF really accelerates all the plans that we had. So when I think about the uh, the retail distribution that Chemical has independently from TCF. We're going to go from approximately 20 facilities to 70 in Southeast Michigan, and uh, so you think about the the ease of access, the the, the name recognition. Um, one of the things that we like about our, our you know new partner. <coughs> Is they've got uh, some online uh, account opening capabilities for consumers that uh, that will enhance what we're doing. Um, but when we put our mortgage groups together and we put uh, you know the retail platform that we've uh, we've developed at Chemical across the franchise, um, it is a uh, it's a real uh, it's a real win for our combined customer bases and I think the marketplace. Um, you know. Uh, the announcements that we've made uh, recently—we uh, made a five million dollar commitment to the city neighborhoods. Uh, Gary Torger, our chairman, was with the mayor and, uh, and announced that a couple weeks ago. That uh, you know is only enhanced with the capacity scale of our organization, but also the intent. Um, you know, we've we've um, uh, moved our headquarters to Detroit. That's the headquarters of the new company. Um, uh, we're you know working through the, the process of getting that facility up and running. So I'm just I'm thrilled. The 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 new company on a combined basis will be about 45 billion dollars. We'll be operating in nine states, Um, and it strengthens uh, it strengthens the chemical franchise. Our TCF uh, uh, merger partner has a great specialty finance business that, that has national scale. Uh, both on the consumer and business, uh, some of the business lines that they're in, and uh, we focused on, on developing relationships with our communities and, and customers within the communities, and bringing that to the to the, uh, the TCF side. I think substantially strengthens the businesses that they've been in, and so on a combined basis, it's it is a, a real win. And I think the the uh, reaction to our announcement yesterday uh, shows the enthusiasm. Um, for
0: this, so, so one of the things that I think uh, consumers worry about when they see big banks merging is that uh, their banking will become more impersonal, more distant from their concerns and their pocketbooks. Uh, how do you address those kinds of? Concerns? Yeah.
1: So uh, a couple things. One is uh, I, I think that uh, one of the one of the the, the challenges obligations is that. The uh, consumers on a daily basis are uh, becoming uh, more online. We see the number of transactions in our, in our facilities going down, the whole industry does. And so we've got to continue to invest in technologies that, that are, are uh, easy, clean, intuitive for the customers and making sure that we can continue to attract and engage our customer base, even if we're not seeing them face-to-face. Uh, as much as we might have in the past. And so one of the things that scale does, which is critically important in our industry, is gives us the ability to continue to invest, to stay up with with customer uh, desires and uh, the flexibility that, that customers are looking for. So, you know, as we get, uh, you know, I don't consider us, <clears throat> Chemical is $21 billion, TCF is $24 billion. We're larger banks, but I don't think i, I in my mind, that doesn't put us in you know the scale when when somebody describes these mega banks. now we're we're getting large. forty five billion dollars uh, we are a large bank. But you know the way that we're uh, distributing our our services today, we're in northern michigan. we're in we're in Midland. We're in uh, West Michigan. We're in Southeast Michigan. In each of these communities, we have uh, executives who are responsible for the regions that they're managing. Uh, are very uh, connected to the communities. I think that's very, that's critically important as we you know engage the uh, uh, the small business and business communities, understand the needs of the community. So we have people who have uh, authority in the marketplaces to uh, to understand the needs and, and and support the needs of the communities. So for consumers, though, you know it's it uh, are we building uh, uh, products and services that. Uh, are affordable, that are accessible, that are intuitive for them to use. Um, you know, uh, you know, a uh, technologies that uh, support ease of use. So, if you want to use the, the branch, that uh, it's a great experience. If you're supported by a call center, it's uh, it is a friendly, respectful, informative process. Uh, and mostly on you know online, is it uh, is it safe and understandable? Uh,
0: did the Talks about this merger happen before the talks about moving the headquarters into downtown Detroit, or did these things unfold along the same time? And and yeah. are they related?
1: Yeah, they're 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 unrelated. Although I'd say that the commitment that Chemical Bank has made to the city was um, was a positive. Um, TCF Bank has been operating in Michigan since about 1985. And so they know the marketplace well. They've got uh, they've got uh, a lot of people in this marketplace supporting the retail and commercial banking. And but the the leadership that Chemical has, has taken in this marketplace, I think, has uh, enhanced the conversations that we had. Uh, these conversations go on, you know, routinely. Uh, but um, you know, it, it seems that because of the importance of scale, the capacity to invest in technology, the capacity to um, compete with larger institutions, the, the, the merger uh, uh, made much more sense today than it might have uh, a couple of years
2: ago.
0: This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks very much for tuning in. My guest is Tom Schaefer. He's the president and CEO of Chemical Bank. Chemical Bank made big news in the banking world yesterday, announcing that it will merge with TCF and other large bank that's based in Minneapolis. We're talking about what that will mean for Detroit, what will that mean for consumers here in Detroit, uh, and what will that mean investment-wise in the city, uh, given uh, the decision earlier by Chemical Bank to move its headquarters into downtown Detroit. Uh, Tom, uh, before I let you go, I want to ask about this move downtown and the building of the new skyscraper, does this change the plans any? Uh, i've I've seen something that suggests maybe you're not building big enough?
1: Yeah, so uh, in the in, in the building we had um, we had uh, uh, designed it so that we had room to grow. We, it, we assumed that chemical would you know need more space in the building over time, so we've got capacity for that. There's a couple floors in the building that were for third parties, uh, so we're uh, reevaluating what what that means. Uh, the building is really well suited for us even in its current uh, current state so we're we're continuing to march down the path of making sure that we have all the proper approvals and headed towards uh, you know uh, visible visible construction uh, in uh, 2019
0: and what's the the date the target date to open that that skyscraper uh, we're,
1: we will be we our target date is fourth quarter of 21
0: okay so it's pretty soon then. Okay, Tom Schaefer, president and CEO of Chemical Bank. Uh, Always great to talk with you here on Detroit Today.
1: Stephen, thanks for having me. Nice talking to you.
0: Up next, we're going to talk with two reporters about what this will mean for Detroit's economy. Also, don't forget, if you have to miss any of today's show, you don't have to miss out on the conversation. Just go to iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Download and subscribe to Detroit Today. Take us with you and listen when you are ready. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and I'm always glad that you have joined us. We're talking about the news yesterday that Chemical Bank will merge with TCF, making it one of the largest banks in the Midwest. Uh, Chemical had already announced that it was moving its headquarters back to uh, downtown Detroit, into downtown Detroit. It's building a new skyscraper right near Comerica Park. For that, uh, we want to talk now about what this means for Detroiters and for investment in the city. Uh, Joining us to talk about that is J.C. Rindel. He's a business reporter with the Detroit Free Press. J.C., welcome to Detroit Today.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Also with us is Chad Livengood. He's a reporter for Cranes Detroit business. Chad, welcome to Detroit Today.
2: Pleasure to be back.
0: So, uh, let's talk about what this means for the region first, uh, having a massive Midwestern bank headquartered in downtown Detroit. It's been a long time since that was true. Does this really make a difference uh, uh, from an economic or a development uh, perspective? JC, I'll start with you.
2: Uh, the way I see it is that Detroit is very fortunate to uh, that they the fact that they decided to choose Detroit for the, the headquarters for this new combined entity. Uh, you know, Detroit, unfortunately, does have a history of banks who uh, that they do leave the city. And they could have chosen Chicago, uh, Minnesota, where TCF Bank is is headquartered, um, and, and other options, too. And they d- decided to to put this in Detroit. And, and right now, Chemical only has about 100 employees in the city at this moment in time. And with this new building, uh, 20, 20 stories, they're going to put 500 in, in downtown and the way i see it is uh detroit is very fortunate that they did pick detroit and uh, it's so far it looks very positive yeah
0: uh chad does this make a difference from the perspective of uh, the economy the local economy or investment in the local uh, economy
3: yeah if you look at um uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. All the, a lot of banks moved th- their headquarters to Charlotte, and all, then all of a sudden, other companies started moving their headquarters to Charlotte, and there's a big, huge boom there that's still continuing, been going on for a decade now. So there's a, there's a little bit of perception if if your bank is willing to be uh, in, in in a city, because um, what we've really been struggling here uh, in Detroit is bringing in some type of a, a more uh, business outside of of. Either our three county region, but uh, and particularly outside of the state. I mean, I've been saying for a while that that this this downtown revitalization can't just be sustained on the sale of pizzas and mortgages um, and, uh, and, 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 you know, and 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 self uh basically. You know, between Little Caesars, uh, Quicken Loans, and General Motors, you got to get some other um, diversification of businesses and a and a big bank uh, with with a with a footprint in nine states, um, that, that, that sends a big signal to outside investors that, that there's a you know, diversification of, of, of jobs and industry and, and you know talent that will be coming here as well. And they're saying 500 jobs. You now, Gary Torgo, the, the chairman of Chemical Bank, said yesterday that they may need to be more um, and that they, they have a 20-story building in mind. Sometimes when you're developing a 20-story building, uh, you, you say you're going to take 10 to 15 floors for your, for your own company, they might they might, need, might might need more of those now they might need now. more
0: sure uh why do mergers like this happen as, as consumers we see banks come together uh, pretty frequently but what what's the what's the force that drives those consolidations jc
2: uh, yeah bank mergers seem to be as as old as the seas uh, they've <laughs> always been occurring um and in this one i know uh you know concern for for shareholder returns um, you know, was a recurring theme with the executives uh, at, at Chemical Bank, and, and it sounds like the shareholders have been very very pleased, uh, particularly because this is the same team that uh, that was behind at, right now at Chemical that had Talmer Bank, and they grew that bank from I think they had you know, around 10 million in assets over a decade ago, and now you know with this you know this big merger, there's going to be 40 45 billion. And assets in and the new combined entity so I think I'm sure the shareholders there are, are, are happy
0: yeah uh, at the same time do you worry that banks becoming this big makes it difficult to maintain customers own interests that that uh, this becomes uh, a burden for the people who do their banking there
2: yeah, that's definitely a good question uh, when there are fewer in business in general when there's you know fewer uh, you know, less competition out there fewer banks to choose from, um, you know your own bank doesn 't really have to be on their toes quite as much than as if they 're trying to compete for your business with all the other options you have anywhere else, so generally speaking, when there are mergers, uh, consumers may not always be uh, best served by those
3: yeah at that uh, point the banking ahead, industry Jen. has gotten kind of um, you know, more i mean it 's more and more mobile i mean you don 't have to Go in and see a teller. Uh, you can you can you can, you can, say, you can do all my banking check. on my phone now. Yeah, uh, exactly. And you can move money around, and it's it's a lot more nimble. I mean, yeah, they're they're saying that they don't have a lot of crossover. That's why these two these two uh, companies these two banks kind of fit together because they didn't have a lot of towns where they had you know uh, cr- uh, multiple b- branches in one town, so they don't have to really close a lot of branches. They say, um, but um, yeah, and and at the same time, some of this is also. It's also survival. It's either you know, hey, let's we're we're two equal, roughly equal sized banks, let's merge together rather than getting swallowed by one of the bigger boys, and that's that's kind of what happens in TCF. Its history actually. Uh, dates back. It was a failing savings and loan um, uh, bank in the, in the 80s, uh, taken over by a guy named Bill Cooper, uh, who is a native Detroiter, um, mm-hmm. one time cop uh, in the city of Detroit, uh, who got into banking uh, at at the old Michigan National, uh, and was uh, and graduated from Wayne State University, and worked his way into Huntington Bank in Columbus, and then and then took over this this. Uh, Failing savings and loan uh, in the mid '80s took the took the took the company public, and was essentially the CEO and chairman of the company for almost 30 years. The guy, the man, passed away last year. But um, so it's got interesting sort of, and it was TCF was sort of built out of buying up little uh, community banks uh, and sort of you know just one series of mergers after another to sort of build a brand, and that's. That's kind of the name of the survival in that in that business right now.
0: How does this change the landscape here in Detroit in terms of banking? Uh, it does create a, a much larger bank than you had before, but does that uh, threaten the position of of other smaller banks or does that mean that uh, some of them may get swept up as well uh, into mergers? Yeah, that,
2: yeah that's a good question and time may tell. Um, you know, there are uh, seem to be fewer banks as as mergers have have continued, and at least uh, you know, literally changing the landscape. You know, chemical uh, or some of these uh, the, you know chemical bank signs will be changing to TCF. You know, once if if and when the merger is uh, is approved, uh, which could happen later this year, um, so you will see some changes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, there's there's also, uh, there's always a fear that the little guy is going to continue to get squeezed. I mean, one <laughs> one example is is First Independence Bank here in town. Uh, they got three branches. It's, it's the only African American owned uh, bank in, in the city of Detroit, and um, you know they 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 got a partnership now with with Chemical to to handle the. Uh, the uh, the checking accounts uh, for the city of Detroit, um, and that that's a big piece of their business. They would obviously want to keep that. Uh, they don't want to. They don't want to see this merger disrupt that in any way. But um, but yeah, there's going to be there's always there's always going to be uh, you know some fragmentation and and then. Uh, in new, new competition, and you know the uh, the little guys are going to, have to figure out how to, how to survive. Yeah. Uh,
0: what about uh, in the development uh, world? What this what this means? Uh, this idea of a bigger bank moving into downtown uh, does that lift uh, even more dramatically the 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 narrative about comeback in downtown Detroit?
3: Certainly. Um, and, and I think you're going to see uh, chemical, you know, TCF Bank, as they're going to be called, I think you're going to see TCF Bank become a pretty big player uh, in the corporate scene pretty quickly, um, kind of on the parallel of of, of DTE and, and Blue Cross Blue Shield. Gary Torgo, the who will be the executive chair of the holding company over the bank, um, he is already um, kind of a pretty big political player. Uh, he's, he's very closely allied with Governor uh, Whitmer, um, uh, he was on Governor Gretchen Whitmer's uh, transition team. Uh, his his old chief of staff, Joanne Holes, is is um, is Governor Whitmer's chief of staff now. Um, he's even been named uh, in Governor Whitmer's like emergency succession line. At, he's ninth in line to be acting <laughs> governor uh, if if there was a major catastrophe. So he's very close. I think uh, yeah, I think you'll see uh, uh, TCF Bank, uh, you know, take a big. Uh, Role and it's been their their name is already being bandied about about maybe maybe taking trying to buy the naming rights to Kobo yeah
0: yeah um, uh, JC w- w- put this in perspective with that that development story again that is going on in in downtown Detroit
2: yeah I think there definitely would be a multiplier effect um, to the fact that you're going to have you know 500 or more employees in this new building that is that is taking shape right now uh, along Woodward uh, particularly if they do uh, build this headquarters. Uh, to be larger in size to to accommodate now this uh, the combined entity, um, I, I did hear you know there is talk of perhaps bringing some of the you know, the folks from from TCF here, and and that will the way I see it could only be good for downtown to have more people here. You're going to have more people paying the uh, you know the, the resident or non-resident <laughs> city income tax. You're going to have they have to you know go to lunch somewhere. You know more, more security guards. Uh, there will be a multiplier effect in many ways, just to have more people in, in downtown versus the alternative. Sure.
0: Uh, this is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Steven Henderson, and as always, I'm glad you've joined us. My guests are J.C. Rindle. He's a business reporter for the Detroit Free Press. Also with us is Chad Liven, good, a reporter with Cranes Detroit business. We're talking about the big news yesterday in the banking world. Chemical Bank says it will merge with TCF, making it one of the largest banks in the Midwest, $45 billion dollars. In assets between the two banks. Uh, Chemical had announced earlier that it was going to move into downtown Detroit and build a skyscraper near Comerica Park. Uh, This gives a lift to that news. Uh, Also, uh, uh, we want to know what you think about the idea of these mergers. Uh, Do you you wish for the days when your bank was a small local outfit uh, where you knew everybody and where maybe you could Uh, convince them to to bend on some of their policies. Uh, But think of how far we've come from those days uh, with with very, very large banks uh, that control our money. A little later in the program, we're going to talk about the impact of these kinds of mergers, these kinds of large banks on underserved communities, on low-income communities. Uh, there's some really interesting stuff uh, moving in that sector, uh, and we'll have someone here to talk about that. But as always, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there. Or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Um, I I do wonder whether we will see more mergers uh, happen uh, on the banking scene here in Detroit. Uh, I was talking with Tom Schaefer, uh, the president and CEO of of Chemical, uh, about that. He was a little cagey about uh, what their plans may look like. Uh, But is is this something that we're going to see sort of Push into into other familiar bank names in 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 the city.
3: Well, yeah. If you're if you're um, you're a smaller bank now, and then you don't necessarily have you know a g- upward growth, or if you're you know publicly traded and such, and you see this new big regional player um, that has a you know a. a a footprint from here to Phoenix uh, now um, you, you're gonna you know probably get a little nervous or maybe you're gonna get a little excited um, and say hey maybe, maybe we ought to just team up with those guys uh, and and help them it's one thing TCF doesn't have is actually much of a footprint in Detroit and 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 as, as not as much in the suburbs Chemical Bank brings that uh, TCF has a lot larger presence outstate uh, west side of the state particularly um, so, you know, if there's another little, you know, kind of community bank and such that, um, that feels, the, feels the pressure of, of, of competition, um, you know, that uh, having the, the, this bank, at least in, in Michigan, there might be more opportunity to, to have more mergers down the road. JC?
2: Yeah, I believe, uh, I think Chad did report on, there was some speculation out there um, of a potential, uh, you know, mega mergers, seems like more of a, you know, n- nothing definite at all. Um, yeah. I think it was even <laughs> without, uh, without really saying the names. Yeah. But um this seems like you know, whenever you do have mergers like this, uh you know, there could be bigger ones too on the horizon. Yeah. Uh
0: again, three one three five seven seven one oh one nine is the number on the phones. Let's start with Hank in Detroit. Hank, welcome to Detroit today.
4: Hey, hi Stephen. It's nice to talk to you.
0: Sure. Thanks for calling. Um uh,
4: So uh, I'm the president of One Detroit Credit Union, and so I have a pretty – I have a strong opinion about providing consumer financial services. Mm -hmm. Um, About the merger, I I am tentatively excited about it. It's nice to have uh, a regional bank headquartered back in Detroit, and um, so I think that that's got to be good for our city. But I don't think it really changes the landscape at all for uh, the consumers that live in in the city. Hmm. And I, I, I do think that we, um, you know, as a city, we need to be thinking about providing financial alternatives to the predatory services that are out there. And that's kind of what we do at One Detroit. We want to be the consumer financial institution for huh. the city.
0: And And... and- and Hank, do you see that at at real odds with uh, the business practices or interests of uh, these two big banks that are that are merging?
4: I don't see it at odds. I just don't see that it is going to move the needle at all from the consumer side because the, the larger banks are more interested in doing large transactions. So, like maybe community development or Mm -hmm. or um financing a skyscraper for example (laughs) um they're not banks in general they they may be um i think the chemical is interested in helping the people but they don't want to do five thousand dollar signature loans or Mm. or really car loans that's that's too uh, labor intensive for them
0: and that's and not kind of the,
4: the niche that credit unions try to fill yeah
0: uh, so, Hank I really appreciate the call uh, and the comments uh, th- th- again JC and and Chad this this idea of big banks serving the people uh, as Hank points out that's not really what their focus is and that's got to be a concern when you're when you're sort of mashing these two massive banks together
3: yeah I mean if, if big banks do uh, look for big deals uh, but you know big you know the development of another skyscraper or, or another um, you know large real estate development uh, or the uh, having the presence of a bank that's going to want to lend and uh, for for home mortgages uh, that's that's a good thing I mean there that creates jobs. That creates more, you know, a density along these corridors, as in particularly in the city. That's, I mean, if, if chemical or TCF now uh, coming in and trying to build a, you know, on a on basically a little vacant lot uh, next to the Fillmore. Um, that's that's going to fill in a, a, a another little gap in the city, um, and and there's going to be a ripple effect uh, with with new jobs, um, and you know, again. It, 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 Gilbert Dan Gilbert, we look his 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 skyscraper um, that he's building at the Hudsons site, and then other building he's going to build uh, on the series of buildings he's going to build um, at, at the um, Monroe blocks. None of that works unless you get people <laughs> to sure. come in and 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 you have to kind of keep feeding this beast, and so. Um, yeah there may not be a lot of change for the consumers uh, in the city I mean, they may open some new branches in some parts of the city or some of the uh, along you know one of the main corridors but but downtown you know the, the, the spread there is really um, dependent upon um, more and more investment and then that's what this bank is is going bring mm-hmm. JC
2: yeah I think the the caller raised some really good points um you know a, a smaller institution may be, you know, better able to serve, you know, people at the community, the individual level, you know, more than a larger institution, perhaps. And especially if, you know, there are more mergers and there are fewer of the, you know, small and maybe small, medium-sized banks out there. I think it really, it is a good question of whether, you know, consumers will be served that much, especially, you know, with if there's less competition, you know, maybe the combined banks might, you know, because consumers have fewer choices, they might be able to, to raise fees more than they could have before, you know, with, uh, with checking accounts, overdraft. Um, and I would assume that if more competition, you know, the, the banks that you know, are more consumer friendly would be more appealing to, to consumers. And if you don't, if you, the fewer of those you have, it might not be the best thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: again, Hank, thanks very much for the call and the thoughts. Let's go to Rachel in Elmwood Park. Rachel, welcome to Detroit Hi. today.
5: Hi, thanks for having me. Sure. Um, I, I actually have the opposite feedback about Chemical Bank. I thought that they were very consumer-friendly. I live in a condo complex uh, in Elmwood Park next to Lafayette Park. It's been so hard for people to sell their units here. A lot of my neighbors are in their 80s, and they've been holding out until prices improve, but nobody will write mortgages. Hmm. Um, it's very hard to find a bank that will write mortgages in the city, especially in condos or co-ops. So the unit just next door to us... Uh, I think uh, at least double the value of a lot of these units. Um, chemical Bank underwrote a mortgage in our community, and now there are comps in the area that really help, um, you know, other sellers as well. It's especially impactful, I think, because 48 out of the 50 units in my neighborhood are owned by African American families who have been historically very disadvantaged in real estate, especially in urban settings. Sure. So this really changes a lot of their personal household's uh,
0: wealth. Yeah, uh, that's a really great point. Uh, and, and the idea that, uh, uh, that we need more mortgages written in the city is not something that's under any sort of discussion or dispute, uh, and nor is the fact that Chemical Bank has been out front uh trying to to fill some of those gaps uh, and that I think that's a really that's a really good
3: example of that. Yeah, I mean if Chemical Bank moves into Detroit and 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 becomes TCF Bank and they don't start writing mortgages uh, particularly in a place like uh, Elmwood Park or in, in the Lafayette Park area um then they'll feel they'll hear about that. I mean uh we know that you know and and they're very sensitive about it. Quicken Loans is very sensitive about uh, about uh, how how they handled uh, mortgages uh, leading up to the great recession um in w- within Detroit and other areas. and so I think you'll there'll be some some definitely some public uh, Pressure on, on on this bank uh, to and they to to be the uh, truly hometown bank, which is they're already advertising themselves as Detroit's new hometown bank, mm-hmm. really trying to basically just you know kick Comerica to the final finally to the curb, uh, and and sort of take over that mantle and uh, and I think you will have to sort of see how how they um, you know how they proceed here. Yeah,
2: JC. Yeah, fortunately, mortgage writing has been on the upswing in recent years in the city, um, so. And I believe there's a sub, several programs out there where uh, many regional banks have been, uh, you know, taking extra care um, and, and consideration to, to writing more uh, mortgages in Detroit, which you know for for a long period of time you know was not happening, especially after the uh, the crash. Um, so fortunately, that is on the upswing.
0: Yeah. Uh, again, Rachel, thanks very much for the call and the comments. Let's go to Thelma in Detroit. Thelma, welcome to Detroit today.
6: Thank you, Stephen. I have uh, been uh, a former uh, banker of the major Detroit bank, formerly known as Detroit Bank and Trust. And this has been my observation after mergers. One, there are increased service charges that particularly hurt low-income people, such as um, uh, insufficient funds, where the uh, when you overdraft your account, um, the... Uh, Fees are multiplied by low checks that are returned. But I also find that infighting among employees who have to uh, face a reduction of jobs make for a very hostile work environment.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Thelma, I really appreciate that inside look at what happens (coughs) sometimes when when these banks merge. Uh, Chad and JC, any, any reaction to that?
3: I mean that's not a that's not uncommon uh, uh, to any industry really. I mean, uh, if you have mergers, particularly in the auto industry, consolidation, um, you know those kind of uh, those kind of internal squabbles uh, certainly pop up. Um, and yeah, there, there's there's always a question of when you when you get bigger uh, and people become more dependent on you. Uh, you you have a, a you know a upper hand and then you can start charging you know different fees and higher fees and so um, I think that's another thing that you know it's a consumer choice out there they can move on to the next bank um, and I, I think we'll we'll sort of have to see wait and see how how they handle themselves here.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. J.C. Rindal, reporter, business reporter at the Detroit Free Press. Thanks for being here on Detroit Today.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Also, Chad Livengood, a reporter with Crane's Detroit Business. Thanks it's a pleasure you too. All right, uh, up next, uh, we're going to talk about how this merger fits into a long-term trend of banks consolidating into huge mega banks, and what that means for low-income communities, especially when it comes to housing insecurity. We're going to talk with somebody who is working on those issues. Stay with us on Detroit Today. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. The chemical bank-TCF merger is going to create jobs in Detroit and build the Michigan economy. That's why you've seen Governor Gretchen Whitmer, among many others, so excited about this news. But banks mean something different to underserved communities, where access to capital and housing security is not only about economic health, It can also be about the health of the community and even individuals. Enterprise Community Partners launched an initiative that recognizes housing insecurity as a health crisis. And nationally, the organization is going to dedicate $250 million to fight that crisis. Joining us now to talk more about the idea of housing insecurity as a health crisis and what we ought to be doing about it is Melinda Clemens. She is the senior director for Enterprise Community Partners Detroit Market. And her focus is on using strategic lending to help rebuild underserved communities. Melinda Clemens, welcome to Detroit Today.
6: Stephen, thank you for having me.
0: So let's start with your reaction to the news about Chemical Bank and TCF merging. Is this a good thing for Detroit? And more importantly for this conversation, is it a good thing for underserved communities?
6: Well, this is certainly something we're paying attention to, but I'm not in a position to speculate on the merger. This is a bit outside of my wheelhouse these days. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly feel like jobs coming to the city of Detroit are important, but not only jobs are needed in the city. Also, as um, you mentioned, affordable housing is something that's very important in the city as well.
0: And and we are in. We've spent on this show a, a long time last summer talking about housing insecurity uh, we read uh, a book with our listeners uh, called evicted that talked about housing insecurity in uh-huh. Milwaukee Wisconsin and we talked about uh, many different ripples of that issue here in Southeast Michigan uh, can you can you give us sort of your thumbnail uh, assessment of how we're doing with housing security and insecurity here uh, in Southeast Michigan
6: I think that it is now becoming a forefront of leaders and politicians as well as community development organizations that housing insecurity is a huge problem in Southeast Michigan, but also in the nation. So one in four individuals who qualify for affordable housing actually receive that housing. And as we know, Um, instable housing and unaffordable housing often lead to negative health consequences, which is why we created the Health Begins with Home initiative Mm -hmm. at Enterprise. Uh,
0: And talk more about that. Talk more about that link between housing insecurity and health insecurity.
6: Well, not having a stable home to live in and moving oftentimes There are consequences as you may not be able to access your doctor. There may be costs associated with going to the doctor that you cannot cover because the cost of rent. You may be staying in unhealthy um, homes such as those with lead or asbestos because they are aging. So there are a number of factors that lead to health consequences and not having a Safe and stable place to live,
0: and and that's what leads your organization to call housing insecurity a uh, health crisis. Uh, can you talk about the roles that banks play in that crisis?
6: Um, I can't talk about the roles that banks play in the in the crisis. I can say that banks, along with their philanthropic partners, are looking to address this. Crisis. And so, not only with the commercial mortgages, but also investing in nonprofits such as enterprise, but also community development organizations and the philanthropic arms of the hospitals to try to create affordable housing for the patients that then visit the Mm hospitals on a regular basis Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, and health begins with home is going to put 250 million dollars to work over five years to promote health as a top priority and development and preservation of affordable homes Uh, talk about how uh, that will work where will that money go
6: so a sizable portion of that money is going to go to four key areas. So the first is research. So we want to learn and leverage the connections between the quality, stable, and affordable housing and the outcomes. Also, we're going to provide grants to nonprofits and housing organizations to create partnerships with the housing organizations and the healthcare providers. We're gonna continue our technical assistance to leverage and align resources with opportunities to make smart policies. And then also we're gonna continue to connect capital with healthcare organizations, institutional investors, and also social impact organizations. Mm -hmm. So using our four levers that we use to the organization, we hope to bring those resources to then advance this initiative nationwide. Mm
0: Uh, This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and uh, I'm really glad that you've joined us today. Uh, My guest right now is Melinda Clemens. She's the Senior Director for Enterprise Community Partners Detroit Market. Uh, We're talking about the effect of housing insecurity on underserved markets here in uh, Southeast Michigan and how they have created uh, kind of a health crisis, this idea of the link between housing insecurity and health, both community health and individual health, Uh, We're talking about that in the context of yesterday's big news, that Chemical Bank will merge with TCF Bank uh, and become one of the largest banks here in the Midwest. Uh, uh, If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Uh, Tell us what you think about banking in underserved communities, the effect of big mergers on banking in uh, underserved communities, and uh, how we get uh, more access to capital and the other things that come with banks in those underserved communities. As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll try to work you into the conversation. Uh, Melinda, you also um, have conceived and insisted in the creation of a lending fund to increase access and capital to developers of color in Detroit. I, I imagine that that connects pretty strongly to the idea of better serving underserved communities.
6: Absolutely. Um, having social and racial Equity in the city of Detroit is very important to enterprise, and it's also very important to myself. I created that program um, with Capital Impact Partners, and I still continue to act as a, a judge on um their application process, and it, it's going very well. I think racial equity is very important when we look at the development that's taking place in the city of Detroit. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and that, uh, that fund, uh, you spent five years as a commercial lender at Urban Partnership Bank as well, a community development financial institution and minority depository institution. Uh, that, that, I imagine, is the same kind of work aimed in the same direction.
6: It is. Um, As a native Detroiter, what was very important to me is um, once I got out of school to be able to be able to provide opportunities um, for individuals in the city that may not have had that opportunity, whether it be through development or access to capital or lending.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you talk more about the kinds of financial conundrums people get into When they're facing insecurity and how financial institutions can help them deal with those issues?
6: Well I think um, when people have to make decisions about if they're going to focus on their health or they're going to focus on healthy foods or even if they're going to be able to send their children to school the very first thing that comes to mind is being able to have a safe place to stay and where you're going to sleep at night. And oftentimes we see that that takes more than 30% of a person's income to be able to have housing and not necessarily quality housing. And therefore, with housing being uh, the bedrock of what is necessary for someone, even an individual or a family to be successful, we want to make sure that We have housing where people aren't spending 50 or 70 percent of their income and they don't have the ability then to pay other bills Mm -hmm. that make a rise or even just the cost of living. Mm
3: -hmm. Uh,
0: uh, One of the things that we also learned uh, a lot about last summer talking about housing insecurity is its connection to to other kinds of financial problems like being unbanked uh, which is a big deal here in in many communities here in the city of detroit people who who don't keep their money in banks uh, for for a variety of reasons Uh, is there is there a role for the financial institutions to play in combating that issue
6: i think there is and i think that the financial institutions are looking into that because there certainly is a link between not having access to to money when you arrive when a difficult situation arises, and that really comes into play when you're using a large majority of your income for your housing costs. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, this is a national effort. This health begins with home uh, program. Can you talk about how? Some different communities may have different issues uh, than we do here in Detroit. Are we are we standing alone in some ways uh, on these on these problems?
6: I don't think so, uh, Stephen. We know across the country that having affordable housing is a national crisis. It's not just something that we face in Detroit. We face this in urban and rural communities across the country. So what is great about this initiative is that it's going to bring together partners in healthcare, housing, and government, so we can address this nationwide.
0: And and addressing that nationwide um, does that does that open up possibilities? I guess to learn maybe from other communities that may be doing things that we're we're not doing here in Detroit.
6: Absolutely. So there are other partnerships that we're a that we part of nationwide. For example, we have a partnership that we work with Bon Secures Hospital that we're advancing affordable housing with the hospital. So those. we also have a health advisory board that's a national organization with market leaders across the country that's helping us address this. So we're certainly looking for best practices to bring back to the city of Detroit, and as well take some of our practices and apply those elsewhere in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: one of the other things that we talk about a lot when we talk about housing insecurity is the value of home ownership and the importance of home ownership. Uh, at the same time, uh, that that may not be a realistic solution for for everybody. Can you talk about the tensions between? Owning and renting and how they play out in this conversation about uh, housing insecurity and health
6: And so we focus on rental housing certainly housing um, Security owning your own home used to be a way in which you had stable housing But since the Great Recession we see that that's not necessarily the case and now we've become a majority rental versus home ownership city. So owning your home may not necessarily be the solution for stable housing as it did in the past. I think what we need is to just make sure that we have access, whether it's home ownership and having mortgages that um, individuals can then um service or whether we have rental housing in which people can can afford to pay their rent is important for us
0: okay melinda clemens senior director for enterprise community partners detroit market thanks very much for being here with us on detroit today
6: great thank you for having me steven and we look forward to continuing our work in the city
0: all right, uh, Detroit's public radio station WDET is turning 70 this year and we're asking you to help us celebrate. Help us tell the DET story by sharing your memories, your photos, your audio and more. You can go online to wdet.org/mystory and tell us what memorabilia you have to share. Also, Wayne State University is closing at 4.30 p.m. this afternoon, and it won't reopen until Thursday morning. We've got more inclement weather, maybe extreme inclement weather, on the way uh, in the next 24 hours. So be safe and uh, take care in that way. Uh, Also tomorrow, we will talk with new Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson on gerrymandering, a very uh, important issue on her agenda. Uh, She's reached a settlement uh, in a suit that was filed that may require the redrawing of some districts in 2020. Uh, We'll talk to her about that and about the larger issue of redistricting. Of course, we will do that differently now in the state of Michigan, thanks to the referendum that passed last November. We'll also talk with Bill McGraw about Henry Ford and his history of anti-Semitism. That's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. We'll see you tomorrow.